welcome back to another episode of the King's Pulse Podcast presented by the King's Herald. My name is Brendan Nunez, and we got the Return of the Roar podcast joining me today. We got Franklin Cardicelli and Chris Watkins. I guess we'll start with Frankie, not Franklin. Sorry. I was going to jump on you again for that. I was going to say, <laughs> are you going to call Christopher, Chris Christopher? It's true. It's true. We got Franklin and Christopher on the show. You know, relax. It's it's an honor, Brendan, to be back again. It's an honor to be on here with my friend Chris. It's an honor to be celebrating the 16th consecutive season of no postseason basketball for the Sacramento Kings. I'm looking at some of the games going on right now, and there's some there's some implications here in the East, Eastern Conference still. Um, fun for them, probably fun for those fans that are still kind of trying to get things sorted out. But for us, we get to sort through the the garbage the trash like the a draft junk, like a junkyard dog we get to go through the trash and look back on the year that was so i'm excited to do it with you guys yes yeah, the plan for today is kind of just go back through the year in a very casual way and just reflect on pretty much just everything that happened this year um that was frankie what's going on chris christopher i've never <laughs> heard anybody call you that but yeah I'm all no. for it uh yeah, I used to I used to not allow people to call me Christopher. That's what I was I I yeah. Do your parents call you that? No. Really? Used to. Yeah. So you allow people to now or No, it's just like people would I, <laughs> They learned. Yeah. You you punch you punch anyone in the mouth that calls you Christopher. No, I just you. I just I, I just that's that's my government name. That's uh, <laughs> that's that's <laughs> I really I just can't say what I would normally say, but uh, I just don't. I, no, you can't. You can't. Are you say it. I know you're going to say it. I'm not going to say it. All right. <laughs> You know, I can re- I can read what you're putting down though. It's, it's it's not a name that you're it's it's not a name that you wanted. Not it's not it. a name that you wanted. It's my government name. Government yeah. name. Yep. Government name. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> great uh, start. Yeah, it's amazing start. But I think that's kind of kind of be the whole energy throughout this yeah. whole episode. It's just very laid back and going through, like I said, the whole Sacramento Kings. What is it? Twenty one, twenty two season. Which, by the way. 2022 doesn't sound like a real year still. Every time I write it, I'm like, are we in the future? Because I guess we are. It's just ridiculous. Like, I half expect floating cars outside my window every time I write that on a piece of paper. I'm um, I'm very much stuck in 2020 still. I still think everything is 2020. Yeah, I just I'm don't stuck. know what year it is, just straight up. Like, I, I can't tell you. Like, when people are like, oh, it's 2018, I'm like, cool. That was, like, two years ago, whatever. Like, or, like, that was – I guess that would make me in 2020, but – like yeah, like when did Golden One Center? How many years have we been in there? Uh, uh, six seasons, I believe. Twenty sixteen, so sixteen, seventeen, seventeen, eighteen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. I would have said like six I would have said right? three or four yeah. for sure. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's still pretty new, and I was thinking about that too. It's still pretty new. I mean, the the building is kind of, in my opinion, it's like one of those timeless. I think it's going to age very well. So it's not like we Golden One looks old now, but yeah, we're we're getting we're getting up there. I mean. Six, seven years is a long time. And especially when you think about, I mean, let's just get into the losing. Just the lack of memories. And <laughs> let's get into the made losing. In that building. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so just going back through the whole season, and we're doing this just because we just had last night the final home game of this season. They're officially out of play in contention, the Sacramento Kings, that is. There's still two road games left. I might be at the Clippers game when they're on the road, and then they play the Phoenix Suns the night after in Phoenix. Neither of those games matter at all. Like, 
more likely than not, they can't even move up to six best lottery odds. They're probably not going to fall to eight. At this point, the year is pretty much done. So kind of just taking this as a time to just look back and remember everything that happened. All the amazing times throughout this season. <sighs> Starting with Chris's favorite, by the way. Game one, Christopher, 36 points from Harrison <laughs> Barnes. 8 of 11 from 3. What are you talking about? 16 and 7, 36, 9 and 2, my guy. Harrison Barnes, career high in game one in Portland. That dude was crazy. What was it? Third quarter, six of six from three. I want to say it was. You're you're acting like I remember any of this. Like I, I completely, I don't even know what you're talking <laughs> about. I don't remember this game happening. Uh, I, I the first thing you you just blew by the actual first thing that I'm gonna remember from this season, and that's Marvin Bagley's agent just blowing it up like 24 hours before uh, oh, the game. Man. <laughs> I'm that sorry. That was before I, we, game yeah. one. Huh? No, but it was before game one. It was the Tuesday. You know, I think the first game was on yeah. Wednesday, and then uh, it was like the Tuesday evening at like three o'clock. I think me and Frank were at practice, like right before or right after it dropped. Day before, I think, or, or yeah. before they. And we we um we were. I think we were talking that day. Or we did a podcast or something talking about. Hey, man, you know what? This team's pretty good. They made it through preseason training camp with no drama. And then all of a actually, sudden, actually, hold on. Sorry, you go Frank, ahead. You just, you just reminded me. The again, we skip past the actual first like memory from this season. Four and zero in the preseason. Oh man, summer league champion. Gosh. Summer league champ. Yeah, Gosh. Bobby Bobby Jackson and Doug Christie undefeated to begin Luke their King, Kings summer careers. league MVP. It was a hot start. <sighs> My God, man. We I all can't knew believe- Davion was the right pick. <laughs> Time's so a construct. Say officially forever that these things don't matter. Is time like, real? We can, now, we can now move forward and just say like, yeah, like preseason, it does not results. Like we already knew that, but now we can say like, no, 20, what was this? 2021, 2022, like four and one summer league. It didn't matter. No, it, it happened. Chris, that's the only thing that mattered all year long. I don't know <laughs> what you're talking about. I was telling, was it you, Brendan, last night? I think that summer league, yeah, it was you. That summer league is more exciting than the regular season at this point, and that I'm. It's sad how much I am looking forward to watching summer league, especially at the Kings of a top seven pick. But um, yeah, which I cannot. Is that Chase Center now, by the way, which Chase is Center. absolute bullshit. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna carpool, so we'll be there. But we will. But I, I cannot believe this has all been one year within one year summer league to the preseason the Bagley thing really took me back Chris it's because I think I now associate Marvin Bagley as in you talk about 2018 how cursed year that was but I think about him on being on the Kings as far as like that far ago like that long ago I I, I can't even remember and one of my memories I have listed down as a game from this year but I, I really it feels like it was much longer ago than in this season and yeah that couple with HB's huge game got us off to a roar and start because we had the drama going we had harrison barnes over that first week i believe playing like an all-star i think he was putting up like lebron james type numbers <laughs> averaging like 26 8 and 6 or something he really um, was an all-star for like it was 15 games crazy it was he hit crazy. the game winner uh against phoenix and then phoenix won what 12 yeah. straight or 14 yeah. straight after that yes. or something okay wait so let's let's go to the marvin thing real quick um yes, please Guys, I just pulled it up. It's from Marvin's agent. I'll just read the whole thing. Jeff Schwartz. Sacramento has informed Marvin Bagley that he is not in the opening night rotation, which is completely baffling. 
It's clear that they have no plans for him in the future and yet passed on potential deals at last year's deadline and this summer based on quote-unquote value. (laughs) Yeah, they chose to bring him back but not play him, a move completely contradictory to their value argument. This is a case study in mismanagement by the Kings organization. I respect somebody calling out the Kings organization for mismanagement, but God, they had a reason to not play Bagley. Oh, for Um, sure. I can't believe this was before game one. Oh my God. Yeah. And it was, it was, it really hit like a ton of, I mean, we had kind of known at that point that it was up in the air that Marvin might, I mean, we, we didn't, we, we assumed he would be in the rotation, but the starting lineup was the question. And then it kind of started to become a little more clear that um, I believe, did they start the season with Mo Harkless in yeah. the, the starting lineup? First right. Yeah. Five or first 10 games. Uh, they went it, five and yeah. five at the beginning of the year, which is mm-hmm. the best basketball they played all year, mm-hmm. by the way. Interesting. Uh, but in, well, and it was a tough schedule to start out the year too. And I remember that was the thing everyone was saying was we're five and five and we've gone against the toughest schedule in the NBA or something like that. And um, The yeah, Blazers, I mean, Utah, Golden State, Phoenix. We thought New Orleans was still hot shit at the time. They played Utah again. Dallas is in there. We thought Portland was somebody. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely was somebody that was saying that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it is a tough schedule, and for them to go five and five in that stretch is—I mean, it—that—that <laughs> that was probably the team's peak. Like that was, you know, that's turns out that them going five hundred against that tier of talent is actually kind of an accomplishment for this team. Yeah, I mean, I guess where we go from here, am I able to take us further down the line, or is it, does yeah. anyone have? I mean. Really, after I'm assuming, that are start. we gonna are we gonna go back to Marvin Bagley at some point? Well, oh, oh, ab- ab- was, okay, ab- I was like, at some point, absolutely. I'd like to wrap the. Chris has on. some we're, shit on Bagley. We're, <laughs> we're going, we're going Cron, we're going Cron Pod here, chronological, gotcha. and I'm looking at the next big storyline, which is obviously five and five start. Things are great, right? Things fall apart, boys. Things <laughs> fell apart, and I'm Shocker. looking at this this stretch of games here where things got so horrific. You know, the Kings didn't lose nine in a row, but they did lose one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, eight mm-hmm. of nine. And can we all remember? And I, I've seen so many, resp- I think we got a couple of responses on Twitter about this, but it's honestly something that's so symbolic of the entire season and really the last 16 years. When you look about what happened on November 20th, 2021, uh, the Kings for the Utah Jazz. And that game is notable for a couple reasons. Because it was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. One, there was a there was a commotion on the floor, and we were kind of confused. I mean, I don't know how you guys what you guys <laughs> thought was going on, but the game I, I was writing my recap, and I, I realized there this has been like a nine minute timeout. Like, what the hell is going on? And I look up and see the Utah Jazz in the huddled under the middle of the the key. They're in the middle of the key underneath the basket, and then I see about ten, eight, nine, ten cleaning crew members of Golden One Center. Boys, the puke guy, the puke, puke Walton game, puke Walton, legendary name, by the way, the puke Walton game. And I ask you guys, I don't know if it was officially stated. I think that we've talked to some people that said that it, it probably it might have been the reason why Walton was saved. Did that save Luke Walton for one day? Did that save him for like 12 hours? Yeah, I think so, I yes. think so Frank, because I remember you. Uh, we were all talking. We were like, 
it was a very light press conference after. I mean, normally, especially during that time, it was very well known that Luke was on the hot seat and could really go at any. You had game a graphic and- made. You had a graphic made during the game. <laughs> during the game, I'm like Chris is signing this man's death certificate. Chris is. I'm looking over at Chris what he's doing during the game, and it's Luke Walton fired. Just giant letters on the screen, fired. I'm like, dude, holy shit! Like he's still out there coaching. And that graphic got posted the next morning for sure. Yes, it did. Uh, <laughs> yep. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I definitely think it saved his job. Like, I remember us going in there. It was very light. Um, we were all just asking about the puke and not about, hey, you guys are on this complete tailspin. Um, and do you feel like today is the last day of Luke Walton? Um and uh, yeah, I mean, I think for for at least twenty four hours, it it took took the heat off his back. But uh, no, that was <laughs> that was short lived. His back was burnt too far to you know. No, no aloe vera was going to clear that burn up. It was it, it was it was over. <laughs> it was also Chemezi Mezi Chemezi Metu's tenth game in the starting lineup. Remember when he was like, "We're going to try Chemezi for ten games." Yes, and yeah, see how it goes. Very much so. very Looking at the the lineup that game, yeah, let's see, they they were. Again, they were six and eleven to start the year, um, which isn't horrible. Looking back, it's like wow, they actually were not that horrible. It was Tyrese, Harrison, De'Aaron, Rashawn, Chemezi, and that was pretty much that was what they started. What ten games in a row? Um, yeah. Alvin Gentry comes in one game later against Philly, uh, which I misspoke. I said the worst thing I've ever watched. I thought you were talking about the Philly game. I realized what the Utah game was. The <laughs> Philly game was the worst thing I've ever watched. Lord, because Philly didn't have five starters. Lord have mercy. Yeah, their 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 starting lineup is Georges uh, Niang. Is that my saying his name right? Georges Niang. Yeah. Uh, I thought you were gonna say Papianis for a second. No, 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 no. <laughs> Tyrese Maxey, Matisse Thybul, Andre Drummond, Korkmaz. Their bench was Isaiah Joe, Chris Bassey, Paul Reed, and Shake. Uh, yeah, Andre they, Drummond gave us the business bro, that day. Twenty three yeah. rebounds. Twenty three rebounds. If I remember Shake um, went off too, didn't he? He like. Shake had 18 off the bench, 16 off the bench. Isaiah Joe had 11 over 17 minutes. Um, Tyrese Maxey, who is a good player, I think he he wasn't really what – he was kind of coming into his own, I think, as a starting guard, though, at that point because last yeah, year he, he was kinda, not he was not him yet. Yeah, because I, I put a tweet out saying how they were down all their starters, and I got some Philly people saying, Tyrese Maxey's a starter. And at the time, I was like, okay, I don't know. But, yeah, that <laughs> game, Sacramento scores 12 in the, in the fourth. They get outscored by 13 by Philly's – C squad and they lose, which was that might have been the low point of the season. I mean, there's been plenty of low points, but that was like the that was the first rock, the first stop in rock bottom. That was like the first <laughs> first stop, first level of rocks, you know. The first level of first rocks. Level. Yeah. <laughs> rocks. <laughs> it's sad because there's plenty. Dude, Gentry's been a coach for 34, 35 years. It's one of the two. And at some point earlier this season, it wasn't that one because that was his first game that he coached. I don't remember specifically when it was, but there was a time earlier in the season where he said, this is the worst game I've ever been a part of. And I, there's been at least three games since then that were worse. Well, I remember sure. when he said that, we were like, there's been worse games this season. I think that like, was the first game. I think that was the Philly game, wasn't was it? it? Didn't he say the first been. game? I well, would I don't, believe it. I don't, for, a, for a while, he was being very repetitive, saying the same things. And I mean, that's what you want to hear, but not four games in a row. You know, that was the worst game ever. We know. Uh, yeah, you know. no, we watched, Alvin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, definitely a tough one, for sure. And 
the fact that, by the way, Luke Walton was fired 17 games in the season, like, I know that losing 8 of 9 is unacceptable, but if you're firing a coach less than 20 games into the season, you didn't actually believe in him that much in the first place, which is a whole issue within itself. Um, well, and also my problem is what were they hoping were they hoping that that was actually going to change anything because I, I think so fans were pretty incessant that it was Luke Walton's fault but I don't think it was ever really his fault this season I mean the guys everybody played I mean like you said Chemezi got that 10 game start uh 10 game straight starting and it it didn't really change anything. I mean, Mo Harkless. There was a while where people were like, "The Kings are are five hundred when Mo Harkless uh, is playing. Why isn't he getting more minutes?" And then that there, there you know that time, worked for a couple like, of games. And I mean, like yesterday, I think we said that. Like. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it was a classic case. It was kicking the can down the road. The Kings. We know how much money they lost in the pandemic. They lost. I think it was over a hundred million dollars because of COVID. Um, the Kings and the and Doko, the whole area. Um, and I think, I think Luke Walton's making 4 million this year and next year, obviously mm. you just figure maybe they can run into something and maybe the, the quick start got people believing, Hey, look what we did. We made the right move. And then of course they didn't, but, um, I never agreed. I know Chris and I talked about it a lot on our podcast early in the season. I never was in, in the camp that this is all Luke Walton's fault. He's a horrific coach and they're losing because he's a bad coach. I don't think he's a great coach, but I think the, the team was also very bad. And now we know for certain that the team is just very bad. And also Alvin Gentry is not the best person for the job. I understand that. But uh, people thinking that Luke Walton, and it was relentless on social media, fire Luke, fire Luke, fire Luke. It didn't, it didn't really solve anything in the end. So interesting choice to hold on to him just for that long. But yeah. the, puke, the puke Walton game really brought it all together. I'm going to backtrack really quick. So that was game 17 after game 17. Game 17 was Puke Walton, and then Walton got fired the next morning, which I am absolutely a believer that it bought him 12 hours because, like Chris said, like post-game media room had a very light energy. We were all joking around, having fun. We're asking about the puke, which is weird, by the way, that we're asking players like, oh, what was the puke like? You know, like, <laughs> what did you see from your angle? Just like when they just played Houston, it's like, oh, did you see the streaker? Yeah. Uh, dudes are getting asked that question, which is pretty wild to me, but it makes sense. Um, game nine of the year. Rashawn Holmes had a 2020 game. You guys remember this? Rashawn that was in uh, Charlotte, right? Was yes. it Charlotte? That was yeah. the same pregame that I asked Luke Walton about hiding Tyrese. And oh, that Tyrese was the birth. Let it go. The birth yeah. of Brendan. <laughs> that was birth. your your birth to the media team when Luke's face just went. It went from like just neutral to just angry. He frowned so yeah. quick. It was like he started huh? to cut me off, and I was like, oh, I gotta get my question out. And he's like, Yeah, we don't uh, hide him. Uh, I'm not. I'm him. not. I'm not hiding Tyrese. I'm not hiding Tyrese. And then they hid them for the hit him for the rest of the season. But whatever. Uh, my Luke Walton impression was it, was, it, was it deep enough? Solid, solid. That's we're not hiding Tyrese. Nah, that's <laughs> that, that's kind of that's, that's, that's kind of rocky. It's getting kind of like Rocky oh, Balboa. Yeah. Uh, Adrian, oh, hey, Paul, hey, Paulie, <laughs> want to go to the factory with me sometime? Uh, no, twenty three yes, point from Rashawn, and then I'm I'm just looking back at this game. They scored one hundred and forty points, man. They, yeah, they, they won by 30. I don't know. I'm looking at this too. Like, 22 what? of 22 of 44 from three. 
They shot 55% from the field. Man, 22 they, threes. Holy shit. They cooked. They cooked Charlotte. 41 in the first quarter. They scored at least 32 in every period. Yeah, that was that might have been the best offensive game of the year, right? No. Let's see. They scored 141, I believe, against the – 142 against the Magic. And then 141 against the Lakers, which I'm going to get to that game later too, the triple overtime game. But Yeah. So, okay, so after Pukwon, we have the Utah loss. Um, Or you were going to go triple overtime? No, I mean, I, I do have a moment here in my in my list. Um, I, I was not prepared at all to go, like, game 17 to 23. I thought we were doing, like, oh, I was going to say well, Marvin Bagley. And then, oh, yeah, guess what? Tyrese got traded. That's we, We've arrived. We've arrived. And, again, there's, the good news is, Chris, that we're not going to go game by game by game. There's going to be a point here where we have to jump game. because they game play so horrible. Chris, what happened in game 53? Yeah, what was the final score, Chris? <laughs> well, actually, I have it in front, oh, of, me, in front of me. And we beat Brooklyn. Oh, okay. Well, that was also when an interesting the hell game. did that of, happen? That was interesting. <laughs> that, the, Brooklyn, the, the Brooklyn Nets podcast uh, people out there are going to have an interesting take about that night. Because that oh, might have been the death that of James night. Harden. Gotcha. That was the James um, Harden night. Yep. So, I remember oh, that night. this yes. James Harden dropping, what, he, four or two four. points? Four. That was insane. Yeah. The least Kyrie even played. Scored. Yep. Yeah. So Davion shut Kyrie down, obviously, is what yep. happened in that one. Before Kings we... legend James Johnson bit back. <laughs> Good Lord. Before we jump there, though, Chris, it's Marvin time because the, after Ooh. the Philly game, the, the, these two games in, in November, it was the Portland game and the Lakers game, were two games where the Kings won both, and I figured, wow, maybe they are going to go on a little run. They were 8-12 and 12 after the Laker win, but the, the Portland game in particular was probably Marvin Bagley's greatest – I mean, and he only had 10 points, 8 rebounds over 18 minutes, but he he had a clutch shot late in the game in the corner, a 3. And it was the first and probably only moment other than the dunk he had in Summer League, the first game he ever played in in a Kings uniform, where he had a big shot late in the game, just seconds left, and he was pounding his chest and putting his hands to the crowd, and people were going nuts because he just put the game away. That is the only time I've ever seen something like that happen with Marvin. And it was cool to see. It kind of was something that you felt, wow, there was like his Kings kind of moment. Not like not counting the, the 360 dunk from Yogi. That was probably his other best Kings moment. But that was who threw that was Yogi. Yogi threw that at Lob, yeah. I did not know that. And uh but that was a game where the Kings beat a fully healthy Portland team who at that point was still supposed to be good. They were 10 9 at that point. Um and then they go to Lake to Los Angeles a night or two later, and then they beat a fully healthy Lakers team in triple overtime. So the the triple overtime game, though, for me was my favorite game of the year. That game was so fun to watch, man. I was enjoying every minute of it. De'Aaron went crazy, 34 points, eight assists. Tyrese did eight, his thing, 18 or 19 points, nine assists, five steals. Um, Which I got shit about post game for sure. Yep. Buddy at 25. I mean, that game was just so fun to watch. And also, we all know how the Lakers have ended up this season. Um, did you guys watch the one shining moment Lakers video today? That I did not. Rob Perez. Yes. Hilarious. It was so funny. Really? Oh, so funny. Watch it. So funny. But yeah, that, that was probably my game of the year. I, I mean, what do you do? You guys have any thoughts on those two what, games? The Portland wasn't game? that a buddy like missed everything in the first four quarters yes. and then finally hit shots in OT. He, he was mm-hmm. so clutch. He had a big three, I think, in the first overtime to force second overtime. And then he had a huge shot, like a one-handed floater to, for, to force a third overtime. It was like a one-hand fallaway floater. And then he had the free throws to seal it. So Buddy 
Buddy coming back to haunt the Lakers after they didn't make that trade, which, by the way, Magic Johnson went on, I think it was ESPN, saying if the Lakers would be a lot better off if they would have done that trade and that LeBron meddled with Palenka to make them trade for Russell Westbrook. So it was kind of poetic that Buddy Heald come in and, and hand the Lakers a loss because it really was that at the end. So I love that the Lakers are so down bad that they're like, man, I wish we had Buddy Heald. Yeah, bro, that's not a good place to be. <laughs> it's not a good place to be. <laughs> and, like, the sad thing is, I was thinking about it, they were going to trade Trez, Kuzma, KCP, and a pick? Or was it going to be, like, I think it was no KCP. I think it was no Trez KCP and Kuzma. And, yeah, yeah, yeah and, no, and the 26. No not KCP, pick, right? I think, uh, but the pick. It would have been the yeah. pick, uh, the pick, Kuzma, and Montrez. Buddy, which is absolutely Only buddy. insane value looking back. I mean... That if if even the fact that that was on the table and, and willing to get accepted like that, <laughs> just if if it's another universe that the Kings could have you know been a lot better in. But then we wouldn't have experienced Tristan Thompson oh. or Sabonis. Oh, oh it's comparable. Well, they're equal. Two, yeah, two yeah, comparable yeah. players. <laughs> By the way, Tristan Thompson has a, a huge bucket in that Laker game with triple overtime too. He had he had kind of like he? a he had like a, a bucket late in the triple in the third overtime because I think someone fouled out. Um, who fouled out? Yeah, uh, Alex Len fouled out. Rashawn was out at that point, and they had to play Tristan, and he he scored thirteen points, five rebounds, two assists, two blocks. So there there was a time where I was defending Tristan on Twitter. Same sure. Mm, talking Same about not where you want to be. I know this really is a, a lost year. Good lord. <laughs> It's it's a dumb one for sure. I weirdly forgot about that triple overtime game. Uh, Do yourself a favor. I was in uh, I was in L.A. for uh, for Thanksgiving for these two games. That's the only reason why I remember them so distinctly. But they were two of like definitely like you said, Frank, like the funner games of the year. Like the Marvin three was the day before Thanksgiving mm -hmm. uh, or the night before, and I remember yeah watching the game. Marvin hits the corner three. I wasn't at that. That was a home game, so you that was a home game, there, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, you could tell through the TV, like it was absolutely electric in the building. And it was like, awesome. It was one of those times where it's like, oh, like this building is like almost peak loud right now. Um, and then, yeah, the Laker game just being a triple overtime game, all the excitement That's of Staples. That. If I remember correctly, also, De'Aaron Fox was incredibly clutch in that game. He was. He had um, some big shots as well. Yeah. Yes, which was uh, which was nice to see because. Uh, you know, I, I think I remember saying on our podcast, Frank, like it had been a while since the Kings had been in like a clutch situation. Uh, like during De'Aaron's rookie year, there were like four or five different times where he had just, you know, put back dunks or or uh, hit his mid range stop and uh, stop and pop shot that he loves so much. Uh, and it, we just hadn't seen it for like a year and a half. And then that Laker game was kind of the like this this shit doesn't just go away. Like I'm nice like that. And he was, and, and, he, and yeah, the Lakers too, continues like, to be, I mean, Oh yeah. And I'm sure we're gonna get to that point too. Exactly. Do yourself a favor though. And I'm, I might do as well. I watched it a couple days ago. Watch that, that highlight on YouTube of that game. Cause that game might be, it might be the game of the year. I mean, I know the Mezzi, the Mezzi game has like some, some next. significance, but this Laker game, I'm telling you was like a battle. Like they battled and the Kings even had to come back. I think they're down by five with under a minute left. And it, it might've been their best one of the season. Just my opinion. Um, I don't know how anyone else out there list, listening feels about that, but that's my number one 
game, my favorite game of the year is the triple overtime winning against the Lakers. One of the funny asterisks to that game and just like Lakers game in general. I mean, it's the Lakers. I think we should celebrate beating the Lakers every time that the Kings Always. do. But at the same time, it was like, I remember Alvin in some press conferences being like, we're a good team. We just beat the Lakers. And it's like, look at the Lakers right now. Like, hey, man. it turns out they weren't actually that big of a deal to beat. Ask Chris on opening on our season preview episode. Ask Chris not to give myself a pat, but I, I never was sold on them ever because they are all old men. Because they didn't have Buddy healed. They didn't have Buddy healed. <laughs> they, didn't have Buddy, they didn't have Buddy healed. The savior. Buddy healed would have probably actually helped them, though, if you really think about it. He really would have, and that's yeah. the saddest part. That's very sad. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because they just have no shooting. I mean, they're, they're relying on Malik Monk and Carmelo Anthony to be their, their knockdown shooters. And, uh, you know, you can you can knock Buddy all you want, but if you tell that man to shoot the ball, he's going to shoot it a lot. And he'll, Even if you, you know, tell him not to shoot the ball. Exactly. <laughs> and he'll, he'll somehow end up at 40%, too. We've seen it happen. He started, I think, was it last season where he was like 33% for like the first quarter or, mm-hmm. or third of the season and then this year he was pretty 38. tough too at the beginning of he the was, year yeah i want to say it's the worst shooting year of his career of his year I, let me go check real quick i do think he's had a very bad not bad but for him bad um 36 yeah, right. i think that's still the lowest of his career um yep 36 percent would be the lowest of his career so he's not gonna he's gonna be 40 percent from the field also right even with um his lowest of the career and yeah it's been the worst shooting year of his entire career so we're not we're not we're not imagining things. Yeah. Next I just want to say I I'm got... on Basketball References homepage, and Luke Walton is one of the uh, eight <laughs> players or ten Champ- players. Champion, All right? Players. Two-time champion? Uh, two-time champion. Lakers both times? We uh, – yes. Cleveland? I, I was – I video. think Frank was just – oh, yes. So me and Frank uh, at the beginning of the season got this awesome opportunity – uh, to go to the Kings Media Day and like have our own booth there and everything and ask players and and uh, Luke and stuff questions and we were the intention was to like turn them into little Instagram videos they never got released because I didn't do that shit but um, <laughs> <clears throat> but um, anyways one of the questions was what is Luke Walton's career high in scoring we what asked everybody think? yes we asked what everybody think, what do you think Luke Walton's career high in points it's is. You listening crazy. out there? It's you like, listening out there? Take a guess yes. too. Take, yeah, take yeah. a guess. We'll give you a second. second to breathe. Yeah. All right, that's enough time. <laughs> yeah, Brandon, yeah. what do you got? Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. Fans out there, what what do you have? We're listening. Good. <laughs> <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> You're wrong. You're wrong as shit. Horrible <laughs> fucking guess. Luke Walton had 25 points. Oh. Uh, it was he was 10 of 13 from the field, one of one from three. It was when he was on the Lakers. Uh, this was the Smush Parker Kwame Brown year. Uh, let's see here. What else? What other fun? Kobe. Kobe did not play. Game? Kobe did not play. Obviously, which and Luke was like, "Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense." Uh, it That's was against the Atlanta it. Hawks, who featured Joe Johnson, Josh Smith, uh, Zaza, Speedy Claxton, Sheldon wow, Williams. Speedy Claxton. Wow. Uh, yeah, Ty Lu was on this Kings, team. Kings legend Sheldon Williams. Yep. Um, Candace Parker's husband. 
that Thanks. child is going to be. <laughs> David, David, well, actually, no, I'm sorry, no, they're they're divorced. They divorced. Think, She's remarried. Yeah. She's did, remarried. Yep. Did did uh did they have a kid that's really good at basketball? I don't even know if they, they had, had a kid. A kid. I don't know if yeah. I know she has a daughter. I don't know if it's uh if that's Sheldon Williams. Yeah. Okay. Well. Not sure. So twenty four. Where are we? Uh, where do we go next from? Well, I think we here. need to talk about the Messi favorite cereal since we're oh, on the topic. Yeah. Oh, bruh. Who that had the worst topic. cereal taste? taste? Bruh. Well, De'Aaron and Chris fought him. They got in a fight about it. Not <laughs> no, a fight, he but... no. It was it was kind of lightweight beef. And this like... is media day again. <laughs> yes, this day. is again media day. One of the other questions that we were gonna or that we did ask uh, with the which is the uploaded poll. somewhere. Where is it? It's on is my it, Instagram. Yeah, I don't know. You, okay. you probably can't. I think it's hear on it. my Twitter somewhere. Um, but yeah, let me see if I can play it. Um, I asked De'Aaron what his favorite cereal was, and we were talking, going back and forth, and I said Applejack. Uh, probably cinnamon toast crunch. Oh, that's like yes, good. sir. It's not cute. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you got frosted flakes. Applejack's the. F- are you serious? <laughs> oh my god! In, in the just... tier, in the tier with it's probably not up there. Oh, like, I'm just making sure you don't think Apple no, Jacks is what's, the same what's tier. Top tier, then. Top tier, with top top tier is Frosted Flakes. I agree. Yeah. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Okay. Are you a Lucky Charms guy? I like Lucky Charms, but it's not in no, that I tier. Like marshmallow. Marshmallow is a good part of Lucky Charms. Like, just, yeah, for sure. But that's not the same tier. <laughs> anyway, anyway, we that's that. But, but off off of that too, I think you guys kept talking a little bit about it, yeah. and then Tyrese kind of chimed in somewhere saying, yeah. what he, "He, I don't know, I cereal is a very political thing." When I know it comes down to it. Um, I don't think they're very political about everything nowadays. But well, I know cereal... that we said that Brandon Ingram looked like the uh, cinnamon, cinnamon. Stick. yeah, he looked <laughs> like cinnamon. Stick. <laughs> uh, well, how do you, how do you guys feel? I mean, I know Frank likes Apple Jacks because he was there. Brandon, how 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 are you feeling about Apple Jacks these days? Like they're Bro, all right. Dude, dude. I'm not, I don't really What's eat that much cereal, wild, like, dude. If you're I, saying I, that, I, I like eggs, dude. Like I'm an eggs. I, I guy. love eggs Black too, ass. dude. But for a snack, <laughs> for a snack, for a snack, for a snack, Frank. No, no, Bro. there's no snack, dude. It's just like all right. Here's another up. question then: eggs, Is like... cereal breakfast or dessert? Dessert? What? Dessert? Bro, this is a real thing. Who calls it dessert? Okay, a lot of people out there probably eat cereal after dinner or or late night snack. I Uh, swear to God. Oh, for sure. Late night snack, maybe. My answer is After dinner? Like, you think I'm, like, sitting at dinner and then being like, yo, where's the cereal? No, no, no. no, no. At, like, 1030 at night, you're just, like, laying in bed and you're like, all right, I'm going to have some. I need some Apple Jacks right now. This is, like, fucking Raisin Bran or something. It's, like, it's, Five or one little rabbit turds. My dessert. Yeah, no, it's, like, Fruit Loops and Apple Jacks and Lucky Charms, like, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I'm a Honey Bunches of Oats. If I have cereal, Jesus Christ! Bro, what you mean? <laughs> Jesus Christ! We're gonna, we're gonna have to tell De'Aaron. We're gonna, we're gonna give De'Aaron your list of cereals next media. There's day. no list. Yeah. That's the whole list. Like honey bunches of oats. That's cereal. the list. I don't eat cereal. <laughs> you don't like, like sweets. So then you don't get an opinion on this. In my that's opinion. fine. That's fine. Do you, do, do you not like sweets? Are you not a sweets guy? I like sweets. Well, okay. So I'll have like my like week or two weeks of like really craving sweets. 
maybe every other month and then outside of that like i'm just not really in the mood like candy like, yeah exactly yeah yeah i'm like a sour candy okay well then before yeah. we go move on to this damn list what is your favorite candy <laughs> um i get clowned on for my candy choices I'm oh i'm really, really not looking forward i'm really not looking oh, forward geez. to this well we'll give an easy one raisinets every, everybody <laughs> <laughs> hell no <laughs> <laughs> We'll give it easy one of um, Sour Patch Kids watermelon. Okay, sure. Okay. Those are damn good. Okay. Yep. Um, I'm a big hot tamales guy. I fucking knew you were gonna. Listen, listen. I grew up. I grew up with hot. Well, that's the thing, dude. I grew up with my grandparents. My grandparents are the ones that put me on when I was little, and it's just stuck around. Okay. All right, okay. like. You know what Brendan sense. fucks with the most? <laughs> <laughs> what you got? GGBs. <laughs> Those little strawberry things that have the strawberry wrapper. Oh, that you stop. only Hell have no. uh, things that you don't even know what they're called. What are they? Yeah, they're like they're they don't they're have a name. They're they're grandma. dentist candy. Not dentist. Dentist is the wrong place. <laughs> I was at a I was at um I was at Bella Brew with with my girlfriend uh, Allie. Uh, we were having some some dinner months ago, and this older couple was next to us. Did they have cereal after? No, I had fr- I had a I had French toast though. Not dinner, sorry. No, it was breakfast. It was like brunch. It was brunch. It was brunch. <laughs> and I fried French toast. And they came over to you. It's really nice. And we talked to them a little bit. Anyways, they reach in their pocket. The old man puts a, puts something. In, I thought it was going to be like a dollar bill or something. No, it was those wrapped up candies you're talking about. And they're all hot and they're all warm. <laughs> and I don't want to be insulting to these to these nice old old. Um, nice She's old like couple. watching you like, are you going to yeah. eat this shit or so what? I, do, like... I pop that warm candy in my mouth. <laughs> I say thank you so much. I want to spit it out. This is great. <laughs> Tastes like lint. It really did. It tasted stale. Um, but yeah, those are those are definitely probably up your alley, huh? No comment. Right. So the worst one that I absolutely get clowned for by anybody that's ever gotten candy with me, and I don't do this often. It's not like my go-to candy or anything, but I do like it. Is um, I guess first of all, you guys like black licorice or no? <laughs> Okay, you better say no. <laughs> what do you mean? It's good. I like black licorice, <laughs> and this is where I'm losing people already for sure. Ren, you're you're the most interesting man in the world. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, I don't get it. You don't like cereal. Honey bunches. I don't mind cereal. We had to force you. Of black licorice. We had to force this man to eat two. Heads of two pieces of broccoli last we night. Did. I'm not gonna lie, I ate one and threw two away. <laughs> oh my god, you're like my little brother, man. You're like my brother, you guys are about the same age, too. It's like I have to force you guys so, to eat this stuff. <laughs> There's this candy called Good and Plenty. This oh black, my god, bro, you are like <laughs> 75 years old. Yeah, you're not 24, you're, you're <laughs> 74, man. I got them from Alvin Gentry. I was expecting you to like read this to you. <laughs> You know what? We should ask. They're him black lick. They're candy coated <laughs> black licorice, dude. They're, okay. Listen, I don't go get it all the time. Oh, okay, actually, the other one. <laughs> I like Swedish fish. Oh, for sure. Those okay, are, cool. Those are okay. cool, 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 cool. Yep. But I okay. describe those as like I know they taste like plastic, but I like it. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean, it's good <laughs> plastic. You know, <laughs> right? There's just like a, a good board snack. You just kind of keep eating them. It's like whatever. I'm cool. eating these. Like they yeah, just cool, taste. Cool. So I'll like stick a, with the. Um, Swedish Fish and Sour Patch Kids. Sour Patch Kids, yeah. Okay. And then we'll stay away there. from any cereal. Yeah, don't tell anybody. Anybody? Cool, anybody. cool. <laughs> not even like honey. You don't even votes are not. You like, don't like 
not even like uh what's the the tony the tiger frosted, frosted flakes? flakes i just never like grew up eating cereal like i never like it's never, it's never too charms, for example like i that's fine stuff, you though, but it doesn't do anything with your, for me lucky it charms fill me up oh, it's if without the marshmallows is dog water it's never too it's late trash. Brandon. well yeah but what what is Lucky Charms without the marshmallows? There's no. It's such uh, thing it's like oatmeal. Exactly. It's, it's, it's like oatmeal. ass like kicks. Oatmeal. It's like it's like oatmeal. It's just Odie, but the the milk. Anyway, are we still doing a King's podcast? Yeah, yes. we're talking about uh, uh yes. Marvin Bagley, Mister yeah. Oatmeal. Gotcha. No, I think uh, just to kind of move on. Um, <laughs> Soft <think> oatmeal. <laughs> Metu. Good lord, Metu's shot. I don't know how to transition this shit. <laughs> Yeah, so anyways, obviously, anyway. smooth transition. Um, the intermission. Chemezi Metu is kind of the um, the good and plenty of the Sacramento Kings this season. Yeah, I've had And uh, that's not even the right candy, but we're going to yeah. keep going there. Um, Seen plenty. <laughs> okay, so we got beginning of the year where De'Aaron Fox says that Lucky Charms is a shit cereal. <laughs> <laughs> then we go to Harrison Barnes. Having his career high, we have the what was before the triple overtime? Puke Walton, Puke Walton. Uh, is that before triple overtime? Yeah, that was mm-hmm. Gent- that was also the the triple overtime game. Also, was the the game where Alvin Gentry went hell no, like screamed in the microphone near center court and had that funny <laughs> meme where he's like running away from a call. Yeah. yeah, so that's that's also that same game. Okay, so Puke Walton, uh, triple overtime Laker game. And then we got game, what is it here, 35, I want I to believe say? the buzzer 36. beater for 36. I think at that point, um, It I was a back-to-back against Dallas. Fox. Not uh, second two nights in a row, but they played Dallas two games in a row. Yep. And it was and the Dallas, first of it. Dallas missing everybody. I mean, they were missing – well, they were missing Luka, not everybody. That is everybody. That's everybody. Well, they still had the bing-bong player of the game, Jalen Brunson. <laughs> they did. They did. <laughs> and Jalen Brunson had 25 – Six and two, and he definitely tweeted Bing Bong after the game, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. Um, but wasn't wasn't that after the night that they won though? I think that it was, was the next actually. Game. You're right. He because yeah, yeah. he went for twenty three and eight the next game. He killed the Kings, man. He's really good at basketball. He killed um, the Kings. But Chumazi Matu game winner was a fun one. I definitely have that video on my phone, and. De'Aaron made a pretty nice pass that for some reason everybody was really talking about the De'Aaron pass. I don't want to downplay it or anything, but like it wasn't anything crazy. It was a nice pass. Well, I mean, I think it's because he that's not really that's not very characteristic of De'Aaron we've seen in late game situations over Fair the enough. years. Usually he takes Chimezi. He takes that shot for himself probably nine times out of ten. And it just so happens that Dwight Powell completely overplayed his hand and way helped out and Mezzi was chilling in the corner, just hanging. And, and Mezzi was right in front of us, the closest part of the court mm-hmm. to us, where where we sit in media. That was um, also a cool moment. That was a cool moment. It was. You know when you have those angles, and you can see it when you're watching games on TV too, where you can see that, oh that's going in. You know, like yeah, you see I have the perfect angle <laughs> of where it was let go straight to the rim, and we definitely had that with the Mezzi shot. It was perfect. It was a straight shot. Straight shot. As soon as he left his hand, I was kind of just thinking it makes too much sense for it to go in. It just That's what I was thinking, too. It makes too much sense for it to go in. Plus, I also had a bunch of friends and family there. It was That might have been like the 
the best home game of the season just because of everything considered. Like that was a good home you game. You have friends and family at every single game, bro. I don't get it. People love the Kings, bro. bro. Yuba People City. love you, Frank. No, no, no. no. Uva <laughs> City. No, no, no. No one. City is so boring. People just <laughs> people need have have something to do, and they come here. Yuba City. Yuba Cityans. Yubans. Yubans. Yubans come to Golden One Center. They frequent, but that was probably one of the best the best games of the year for sure. Yeah, it definitely was a fun one. Um, where do we go after this? This is not long after. I think a little after that, Marvin Bagley finally made his way back into the rotation because mm-hmm. Monty McNair made a phone call and said, hey, you need to play. Oh, Brendan left for a minute. He'll, probably come, he'll probably come back. And, yeah, we'll keep running this. We run King's <laughs> yeah, Pulse hey, now. Yeah, it's all right. We, 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 we run, run King's podcast. Pulse now. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> Pulse Whoops. No, I mean, things, things get bad for a minute here, uh, Brendan. After the, the buzzer beater, things really get bad. The Kings lose, I believe, se- uh, six of seven. Uh, they fall to 16 and 27. Then at this point, the next win, can you guys remember what the next win was after that horrible stretch? It was January 12th. They won another game. Marvin Bagley, <laughs> Harrison Barnes, De'Aaron Fox combine to defeat the Los Angeles Lakers at home. And that was also another game where the Kings, they put up 40 in the third quarter on the Lakers. Oh yeah. Uh, they came back from down 15 oh, yep. in the third they they end up beating the Lakers and it's very I'm looking at the schedule here and it's are you guys looking where I'm looking at at, yeah. at the list of games they literally beat the Lakers and Rockets and after that as we know that Rockets game on the 14th was the final game that that De'Aaron Fox played with Tyrese Halliburton um oh shit it is Jan- January 14th and in that game to the crowd that says well Fox and Halliburton could have played together um Every single thing went right for the Kings. And yeah, they were playing a bad team. They were playing the Rockets. But Tyrese had 12 assists. Marvin Bagley, 26-13. And De'Aaron had 27 on 11 of 18. Um, and then Harrison Barnes with his classic 16-6 and six for you, Chris. Mm. Little, little chef's kiss. That was the end of the, the De'Aaron and Tyrese era. I think the best De'Aaron Tyrese game we had was against Atlanta. In Atlanta, a couple games before. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, De'Aaron. They both played 38 minutes, De'Aaron and Tyrese. Darren has 30 points, 6 assists, and 2 boards. Tyrese has 24, 2 assists, and 5 rebounds, 3 steals on top of there. So they combined for 54, 8, and 7. There, That was probably the best game that we saw from them. They also lost that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say that Bogey had a decent game in that one, no? Uh, yes. He actually didn't I'm- play. Oh, well, at, it, it was at, Go- at Golden 1 then. I think Bogey cooked the Kings this yeah, year. Yeah, because this was in a way. Um, yeah. Obviously. Oh, this was when Kevin Herter went stupid. Yes. And I think he hit the game winner at the end, right? Following, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Off the, yeah, off the glass. The, yeah, yeah. Which we're getting to that. Go right. ahead. I'm sorry. Or not, no, we're not getting there yet. But what, what I'm looking at here is after that Rockets game, the Kings won. Uh, they lose seven straight. Yes. In, in Including. Classic. An all-time oh, classic. 50, oh, my God. 50, An guys. I used to be a Celtics fun. fan, guys. I'm not going to lie. I have way too many friends that are Celtics fans. I was talking shit unreasonably because they lost, <laughs> like, what, insane. four in a row going Dude. into that? Three in a row. Um, but, you know, like, I'm talking up Tyrese and just – you have to talk shit. Like, you just have to. And, oh, my God, that was the worst thing I've ever watched. Bro. They- 50? 50 they scored 75 points the kings 
Mm-hmm. Seventy-five. Points. Healed was their leading scorer with eleven. <laughs> Marvin and Bagley. Four fourteen. I forgot the Kings had a pretty much no De'Aaron, but everybody else was, was playing, and they got completely mollywopped. It was horrible. HB with the one of twelve. Yeah, I um, I that's the wor- that that was the worst loss since 1991. By the way, for anyone keeping score out there, um, worst loss in 31 years. Chris, you, myself, and Brendan, obviously Brendan, were not on this earth when that happened. Um, <laughs> and yeah, that game was honestly, I think the, that was the first game. Well, not really. That whole seven game losing streak when they went from being, you know, they were eight, nine games under 500 when they went full we really are really, really bad and we suck. That was when I started kind of not checking out, but I I hit like my wall, which I was talking to you and James about, I think in February, March, that I said I'd hit a wall and that that stretch of horrible basketball. And they weren't, they weren't, you know, close on some of these games. I mean, obviously losing my 53, they get beat by double digits by the Hawks. They get beat by double digits by the Knicks, the Nets, um, not the Nets, sorry, the Warriors. Yeah, it's just, Bad basketball. Bad basketball. Then we got a legendary quote from Tyrese after this game. Um, I think if I did this right, this is about to play. Is there audio? Did you click the button on the the sound button? Do you hear do you hear it? I do hear it. Oh, we don't hear it. This isn't working. All right. Well, good to know. Tyrese after the Boston game said, I refuse to let the culture of what the Kings have been in the past take over. I'm going to help fix this. He had a hoodie on. He looked as down as... I mean, Tyrese is very, like, up and down based on if they were winning or losing games and just looks so deflated after losses. And he was just done after this one. But he fully came out and was like, we are going to fix this. I am going to help fix this. And then they just waved him off a little later. And Brandon getting some love from Bleacher Report on that, yeah, on that video. One. On that video. Hey, man, that's all good. But, no, it's funny because now we kind of look ahead after that Celtics game. And, I mean, the Brooklyn game was probably the last – the last. well, the Brooklyn and obviously OKC was Tyrese's last game as a king when he had 17 assists. But the Brooklyn game was fun because we talked about Kyrie Irving had a, a very bad night. Davion Mitchell did a great job on him. James Harden with the it was the least amount of points he scored in a game in I think eleven years I think it had been since like his rookie season. It's that Kings um, defense. Kings mm-hmm. defense, baby. They hold they hold Brooklyn to one hundred one points. No Kevin Durant, but who really cares about that, right? Only the best scorer of our generation, possibly. Um, so yeah, the Kings beat the they beat the Nets and they they win two or three after they beat the Thunder. Um, Seventeen assists that Thunder game. Brandon, didn't you keep the box score from Tyrese's last game? I, you know, it might be the one right here, which we're not doing YouTube in this one because I don't have a layout. I do have the box score right here. I also have a handful of the box scores from this year. Um, yeah, 13 points, 17 assists, four turnovers. How dare he? Oh, yeah. He he just had a 17 assist, zero turnover game. His photographer, who still is in Sacramento, definitely let us know about that one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, last game. And then... We have a practice the day after this. It was the next day. And we, this is not long before the All-Star break. We're talking to Tyrese and Davion. We go into the practice knowing, hey, 
you're mainly going to get Tyrese and Davion today and kind of get an opportunity to talk about the Rising Stars game. And Sean Cunningham, ABC 10, uh, shout out to Sean, gets a one-on-one with, or not one-on-one, one-on-two, I guess you could say, um, with Fox and, I'm sorry, with Davion Mitchell and Tyrese Halliburton talking about that. And they're on the floor in Golden One Center, not even the practice facility. Like, it was a great video and didn't get released until a couple days after. And obviously, like, Point being, they hyped up this entire thing of you're going to get an opportunity to Fox to talk to Tyrese and talk to Davion, talk to him about rising stars and blah, blah, blah. And everything was cool with Tyrese. And then the next day, I where were you guys when you got the notification that Tyrese right was here. gone? Right Not going to lie, I take my phone in the shower sometimes at the beginning of my showers. I definitely was in the shower and got my ass out of the shower. <laughs> I was like, you see, you see, because it said Indiana's names first, right? It said yep. Montes Sabonis, and then it said Sacramento. I was like, oh, shit. And you see Tyrese's name, and I was like, this isn't real. There's yeah, no, I, I, this isn't real. I thought it was a joke, and I was in my chair. My I do work downstairs in the recliner sometimes, and I was sitting there, and then it came up. Chris called me like a second later, too, and all we said to each other, I swear to God, for like, wow 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 okay wow we just kept saying that for like two minutes what do we do okay well i'll get a post ready it just kind of felt shocking just shocking because again we were at practice literally the day before and they were doing windmills fox and and, uh we thought we thought fox looked like he was healthy doing windmills after practice and this is right when De'Aaron had his whole ankle thing by Mm -hmm. the way mysterious um, mysterious ankle yes thing. missed nine games which yeah we heard that like his ankle wasn't as bad but then i also heard that it was because the year prior when he had that grade four ankle sprain he came back too quick it was like this weird mixed reporting and then De'Aaron magically comes back right after tyrese gets traded that day that night they had a game the day that the tyrese trade went down they played minnesota De'Aaron played played great mind you they had 20, hit 29 points they got their asses kicked and then as we know um my other favorite game of home game of the season was probably the the Minnesota game with Sabonis and the new guys where um, it just was exciting. It was just fun. You know, the Kings win 132-119 on February 9th. Uh, they outscored Minnesota by 15 in the fourth, 33-18. Um, a game where, where Anthony Edwards, D'Lo, and Cat all had at least 21 points. Uh, Minnesota, who's a good team, was playing to their to their best, I believe. Um, and the Kings keep up with Harrison Barnes. Oh, 30 piece for HB, Chris. <laughs> let's hear it. What you got, Christopher? Nothing. Uh, again, <laughs> once again, you guys bring up HB and you just skip past the real uh, most important thing, which was we're talking about quotes of the year. Uh, one De'Aaron Fox, ladies and gentlemen, quote of the year. Like, damn, buddy, Alvin traded him twice. Oh. <laughs> And I was like, damn, buddy, Alvin traded him twice. <laughs> I forgot I about that quote. That is an all-timer. <laughs> Hold on. Wait, one, one second. Are you guys not realizing that we – and I made a note here about this, and I hate to kind of move off the Sabonis thing. We're kind of just going all over the place, and that's fine. I mean, if you're listening to this, you're probably totally just having – You're probably just recapping the year. We forgot about the most memorable soundbite of the season to me. 
and the it deer was when, in. No, Tristan Thompson when he went crazy in Minnesota. Oh yeah. After a loss, and I'm wondering if I have it right here. Right here they here. lost and were six and nine at the time after starting five and four. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not playing like a Coach Carter esque speech. I'm not yes. playing the whole thing, but I'll play a snippet of it right here. Let's listen to it. At the end of the day, there's going to be chatters, you know. At the end of the day, you know, the, the history and all the, the accolades with this team, it is what it is. And, you know, I don't feed into that because, you know, it, you, if you get absorbed in and consumed in it, then you're never going to be able to prosper and do better for yourself or your teammates. So for us, you can't listen to the outside noise. At the end of the day, the guys that come to work with you, from trainers to coaches to PTs to equipment people to the chef, we're all in this together. The We're all together. And to it's chef. a family. And when, when you face adversity, it judges a man's character. But for, for our team, it's got to bring us to closer. And with this group. Let me skip ahead uh, a little bit here and see if that. If we all can just get 1% better each and every day, then we'll get our fair shares of wins. But um, in terms of the outside noise, we don't pay attention to that. That's that's not us. It's your guys' job, which I respect. You guys are, you know, that's your guys' career to, to, to do what you need to do. And for us, it's our career to, you know, go out there and lace them up and, and go play some ball. So that's what we're going to focus on each and every day. And uh, we got this long flight home, but get ready for this weekend. We're back home, get some home-cooked meal. Our fans, we need to be loud and ready for us and, and give us that life because, you know, we're all in this together. One quote on there, which I might skip by, was that uh, C-Web and Bibby ain't coming through that door. <laughs> yes. Mm. So, pulled the buddy healed. That was one minute, and again, the full video is 13 minutes long. Uh, he cursed a lot in that that oh yes he did video, and I I don't feel like coming through all of it. We didn't really prepare for this, but um, De'Aaron also memorable. had a a quote earlier this year of that that the fan base didn't feel too hot about, understandably of a it's not like we're in the playoffs. Ooh, Chris, oh, Chris, I think Chris might have that one. I don't know if you have it on you immediately, but um, no, you, I don't. I you, that. you, you compared. Remember the uh, the videos of him from his rookie year, which he's all young and yeah. vibrant, twenty year old, nineteen year old Fox. Yes, yeah. where you have Tyrese being like, "I'm gonna be here. I'm gonna change it." And then De'Aaron's dealt with four years of this shit, and he's like, "It's not like we're in the playoffs, anyways." I don't know what the hell you expect from me. <laughs> like, I think Buddy also had a quote like that too earlier this year. Like, oh, I don't know, what it's like to be in the playoffs. Like, did, I'd like to know. Did we what get Buddy like. one or two times all year? So I think it, that was after a back to back. They played the same team twice in a row. Maybe it was Dallas. <laughs> we got them twice. It was maybe Dallas. They played the same team two times in in a row. Sean Cunningham asked him like something about like, "Oh, does it almost feel like a playoff?" atmosphere of like yeah. or like a like a playoff type game when you get to prepare for the second game in a row against this team and he's like well i've never been in the playoffs so i wouldn't really know yeah i have no i have no i don't have no idea no um yeah we got buddy like three times i think i mean he he really had a lot to to say to jason anderson and the b i mean shout out jason anderson but they they had some fun a lot the, the pharaoh outfit Oh my God, Buddy! Highlight Halloween outfit. How did Jason we skip past this? When, when Buddy would get cooking in a game, and Jason would just tweet that with no with no context, I would laugh my ass off. I just look over at him, just just chuckling at his seat. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, is there anything else that really stands out to you guys over the final? I mean, we got the Kings get some bonus that game against the the Timberwolves was was fun. But is there anything over the final stretch? Because the final stretch has been. I mean, De'Aaron's play, I'm sure you guys have some thoughts about that, but still the, the final stretch has just been miserable. I mean, miserable. I don't really know what else that stands out to me other than that Minnesota game, really. I mean, do you guys have anything else? With Sabonis has played 15 games with the Kings, which is 
not that many. Terrence Davis um, had 35 earlier this year. Yeah, TD TD was really nice for a minute before he got hurt. In this game in Detroit, which they lost somehow, Terrence Davis started 11-23 from the field, 7-13 from three, 35 points. And De'Aaron had 27, and they lost the game. And Buddy Heald had two points. I guess some context in the Fox thing, in case in case anyone out there is wondering what he ended with. Find, oh. I got it right here. So from, after the trade, this is post-trade, 16 games, 29 points per game, 6.8 assists, 4.3 rebounds, 1 steal, 50% shooting, 38 from 3, 76 from the free throw line, 38 minutes per game. And the Kings record in those games, I believe, over 16 games, I want to say it was 6-10. One, two, three, four. Sorry, five and eleven. Um, but man, was he look? Would he look good? And that's why I was telling you the other day that I feel good about opening night because you have Fox and Sabonis for a full season opening night. Um, that already puts the Kings in my mind in a better position that they've been in in years. And I think James Ham even said last night we were talking about it how a core of Fox, Sabonis, and HB is comparable or better than. Rudy Gay, Isaiah Thomas, DeMarcus Cousins. And I agree. I mean, how do you guys feel about that? Do you think this is the best? If the, Harrison Barnes is still here, Chris is rolling his eyes at the HB part, I know. But if that is your th- big three, if you don't get another big piece, which they need to get another big piece, I know that. But if that's your three, is that better than Rudy Gay, DeMarcus Cousins, and Isaiah? But, ahead, like, Chris. why does that matter? Because like, that, what did that team do that's like – But that's what I'm saying. As, as the best that's, – that's sad, though, right, Chris? That's the best three – Trio the Kings have had yeah. in sixteen years. This no, would for be the sure. better. Is this is this better than that though? Or are they gonna be the same or worse? Is like the question. I mean, for sure on the top end, I would say, you know, I don't know if Fox or Sabonis are at the level that Demarcus was at at that time. Um, but those two together, I would say, are, are a greater force than Demarcus and Rudy. And then HB and Isaiah. I mean, Isaiah was probably a better player at the time, but um, I, I guess, you know, how they work together is a different conversation. I would say, mm-hmm. yeah, Fox, Sabonis, and, and HB are a better uh, trio to work with than an, a heavy isolation scoring DeMarcus, Rudy, and Isaiah. Yeah, they were just scorers, by the way. Yeah. They, I mean, DeMarcus tried to make his plays when he could, but Rudy was not a facilitator. No. Like, HB has had his moments doing that, and he does rebound better than Rudy. Um, Rudy just said, I'm going to get buckets. I'm going to get my shots off. I'll, I'll, I'll kind of float out here until I get my time to get, take my shots when Boogie wants to pass out. Was it an entertaining season though? Or no? Um, no, cause it was, it was, uh, it was the George Carl season. And so it was, oh no, it wasn't. That was still Mike Malone. That was still Mike Malone. Wait, um, this season or that season? We can do both. Okay. Um, well, the old one first. Uh, I remember it being fun, but they were not. I mean, they still weren't weren't as good as they should have been. I mean, they they, and it wasn't their fault. I mean, those three players did show up at least scoring wise on a on a pretty nightly basis. I think those three averaged sixty points a game in a season once. Um, I don't know if it was if it was uh, over like an entire season because uh, the biggest problem with them too is they could never stay healthy all the time together. Um, I think Rudy, Rudy always was like in and out, um, and Isaiah too, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I would mean, say this the, season wasn't fun at all. The, the, the Rondo cousins, um, Rondo yeah. cousins, Rudy, um, that team with Marco Bellinelli, mm-hmm. Kufis, and they had a Omri, they had a good team. Like that team, mm-hmm. I think 
I think I was talking to James and Sean and Jason Ross about this too, about that might've been their best roster they've had over the past 16 years. And Jason was saying that he thought this year had the best roster. And I kind of would, would look at that and say, yeah, we, you might be right. That's why this year was so frustrating. And to kind of bring it to this season, was it entertaining? Um, no, like I was actually really disappointed. I've been very, dis- I was, this is the most disappointed I probably have been about a season. I think I really had high expectations coming into this year for KHK. We did our, our picks and I think everybody was pretty high on the Kings this year, which we're not. And because we're partners, we're not always high on them. I mean, last year, everyone expected like 38 wins this year. People thought 44, 42. Um, and the Kings just were miserable. I would say they were miserable 90% of the season this year. So I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but I never really felt like I was having fun except for those individual nights. Like the individual nights I would tell, you know, my girlfriend or my sister ask, yeah, how, how did, how'd it go? Or my other mates, how'd it go? And I say, oh, it was, it was a fun night. But the next day won't be. <laughs> yeah. So for right. one night it was, but the next, no. So do you guys feel the same way? Yeah, it had that vibe from the start. I think it was the fact that they had so many people that you kind of assumed were like Luke Walton, Marvin Bagley, Buddy Heald, all of which you probably would have guessed wouldn't have been there uh, at the end of the previous season if you would have asked if they would have been there at the start of the next. And all of them were there. All of them were back. And obviously, you know, when when you come back after expecting to be moved, you're going to say all the right things of like, you know, like I'm here, I'm going to try and do my best to win here. But the reality of that is you have a bunch of guys in that locker room that know that they're probably not going to be here for a while. And probably when push comes to shove, aren't really going to give their hundred percent effort to, uh, to make things work here. And, and the reality is, and what ended up playing out is everybody needed to be marching to the same beat and, and, it just kind of was it wasn't a cohesive team at any point it never really felt like they knew each other's strengths or played to each other's strengths and still to this day i don't know what i would say this this team was good at was there a single thing that they could really hang their hat on and say like us. when push comes mm-hmm. to shove you know we're we're a great fast break team even that like they they never really weaponized any of their skills that's a good Which, point how that's many a good nba point. teams are great for fast break teams i've always had an issue with this all year it's like alvin's like our our strength is speed is our yeah. pace how many teams are good in transition when you have advantages like yeah I don't That's know. the point of a fast break, you know. Yes, like I don't <laughs> Also you're going to get a whole lot less fast breaks when you play shitty defense. Chris, yes. that's a good point. I never thought about what is this team good at. And I don't know if they are good at anything. I mean, their pace, they're top 10 in pace, so I guess they did run or whatever you want. They did run, right? Didn't lead but to anything. <laughs> it didn't lead to much. Yeah, I mean, their offensive rating is 24th out of 30, their defensive rating is 27th out of 30, their net oh. rating is 25th out of 30. Um, their expected win loss was 27 and 53 to this point in the season. Uh, not far off. They're 29 51. So pretty close. They're actually doing better than expected is what I by, just heard. By two whole games. <laughs> a Chemezi Mechi buzzer beater and, and Marvin HB, Bagley game H- winner. Yep. HB. Wow. Look at you, Chris. And HB or the, game the Damian Jones tip in, which the Kings winning this oh. last week. I guess that's a good way to end it. We're, the, we're looking at things is. Winning these games, man, the, the four or five to 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 really bury them in the top five and put just them amazing in seven. to watch. Amazing it's a, it's to watch. A great ending to the season. A very symbolic 
slap in the face. <laughs> Top five I mean, pick. Good on Davion Mitchell, but it, it <laughs> yeah. ended up really hurting because he gets the Ray McCallum award of like, great, you did amazing down the last nine games playing 40 plus <laughs> minutes a game. Congrats. I hope yep. it means something. I really do. That, I hope it one. means something award. Yep. It gets taken back if, if it doesn't work out next season. <laughs> uh, for me, it's a tough one to like gauge of was how disappointed I was with this season. Like, if I go back and just listen to what I expected at the beginning of the year, definitely underperformed. But I think I got so caught up in it because it was my first year that like the fifth game of the year was my first time being credentialed at a game. It was that New Orleans game, which kind of funny that the first game and the last home game were both against New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, since the game last night just was that. But I like went around a corner that one time, first game, trying to figure out how to get to courtside. You know where the opposing team walk, walks to their locker room? Mm-hmm. I like went around that corner and practically bumped into Jonas Valanciunas on accident. Wasn't really paying attention. And I was just like, holy shit, that's the biggest floral shirt I've ever seen in my life. Um, <laughs> so I think I just got like really caught up in all of that and couldn't fully appreciate how shitty the team was at times, to be honest. Um, except for like recently, like Frank, you and I sat, I don't think Chris, you were at that golden state game. Um, but Frank, you and I sat next to each other. That golden state game was miserable. I just checked out. I was so checked out. You know, I were talking about it. Um, how I checked in at the end of the third, early fourth, they went, they made like a seven point game, but my God, man. And I've, I have loved this team since I was a child and I was telling my therapist about this today, by the way, my therapist, (laughs) I had a great session today. I was saying, you know, I have loved this team literally since I can remember my life. Literally talking about the Kings. I I am. I really, really am. I "I, I think you need to let it go. (laughs) I, I can, I can say I've loved this team since I was, since I knew what, who I was, you know, since I was self-aware and I have never been this checked out in my life. I've never been this checked out in my life. Um, and, and by the way, no practice tomorrow. Yeah, me. I got that. I was like, that's oh, interesting. Good to know. Yeah. Brendan, <laughs> no, poor Brendan. Not, I not, just delayed my whole trip. It's no yeah. big deal. Yeah. Sorry, not not to rant about everything. I'm, I'm saying I, I will never take for granted the job I have because, Brendan, what you were saying, um, if we're talking just about like how and the on, on positive notes here about how bad the season was, but how lucky you I know you feel to be in this position to be going to games and talk about the Kings and, and grow your, yourself. Chris, I know you've been doing it for a couple of years now, and you, you had the chance to even go in the locker room before COVID, which is awesome. Um, I've been able to work for the team for years, and now I get to be a media member. I'll never take what I do for granted. I'm so lucky that I get to get paid to watch basketball. It's so stupid. It doesn't make sense, but here we are. But we're allowed to feel to feel that human side of things, which is it sucks not being able to turn this game off. And it'd be a lot more fun if the team won. I mean, we all know that. It would be so much fun if we were sitting here saying, all right, let's let's look at the lineups for like how things are lining up for for the first you know game one. Like game one's gonna be on the road, and the Kings are four and two in Denver over the past four years or whatever, three years. Like it'd be so much fun, more more fun to be talking about that stuff, like the real sports part of it. And I know Chris, you like the Vikings, and and they've been mm-hmm. in the postseason before. And I know you listen to probably some Vikings podcasts. I'm a huge Yankee guy. I listen to Yankee stuff. I'm already listening to things about that, but um. It's like you almost separate the Kings from being a real sports team because you don't get to talk about that part of things. And that's hard. It's hard. That's really where I am. 
snaps. It definitely is. <laughs> no, like, I, I think he's definitely spot on, like, after yes. that Boston game. And then Atlanta, the next game, by the way, maybe not night after, but the next game, they were up 15 or so and blew that game and ended mm-hmm. up losing by 20-plus. Another horrible game. Like, that's the type of shit where I'm like, what it are was we the next supposed night. to ask It was ask literally the next guys? night. The next yeah. night. That's the type of shit where I'm like, what are we supposed to ask these guys? Because it's not basketball. And you know what you they're know? saying, Brendan? They're probably saying, what the hell are we going to say yeah. about yeah, this? Absolutely. We keep it's not it's not fair to them. It's not fair to us. And it's not fair to the fans. So it's it's a crazy spot. It's a crazy thing to really wrap your mind around. And I know we're gonna talk about our favorite video games in a second. Um, yes. Uh, our I told you my favorite video game last on last episode, Brendan, that it was NBA Live 04 and how I was I was nine years old when I got that game. And only two years later was when the playoff drought uh, started or, or that was the last time that they made the playoffs. So it's crazy to think about how long it's been, really, if you really think about it. And I think we kind of just say, oh, it's a drought. And we kind of just try to, you know, whatever. No, really think about 16 years, about who you are as a human being, a person <laughs> and what you've gone through over 16 years. And I, I, it's endless, endless. Like I, I was a child. I went through puberty. I fell in love for the first time. I graduated high school, college, got my first job. There's so many monumental things in all of our lives and you out there listening that have happened. And the Kings winning basketball games has not been any part of it. Zero. <laughs> Nothing. Imagine how good your life will be one day, Frank, when they w- make the playoffs, dude. Don't, don't, uh, don't count your chickens for the hatch. <laughs> so, is there anything else for the season before we do the overtime segment? Nothing like outstandingly memorable. Cause like even, I even if it's like a low point, the cookies that was memorable. Okay, I mean, yeah, from Frank. If we want to peel Talk the about it, back. my guy, because Frank, you're the cookie guy. Well, actually, let me take it back. Chris, you're not the cookie too. guy. Everybody, oh uh, yeah, like. My first couple times there, and for what we're talking about, we all get to eat um, after the pregame press conference. There's a dining room that all the media is eating in, and it's almost like buffet style. Um, I guess it changed for a little while during COVID, and then they kind of went back to what was at least my understanding of typical. Mm-hmm. And there's these cookies that everybody was hyping up, and first couple times I'm like, you know, these are these are good. Um, not amazing. I also like have to be in the mood for sweets. Like you know, they're no like, um, they're no good and bloody. These are fighting words, like Brennan. These, like. these, <laughs> these are fighting words. Choose your next ones carefully. Um, <laughs> um, the cookies are really, really good. Um, but it was really funny to me because I thought I was just getting talked up to me because it was like my first couple times there, dude. Whenever there's opposing media there. Everybody is like, you have to try cookie. You have to try cookie. And like to see them try it and be like, oh, this is so good. And everybody has a different theory for like what makes it good. Mm-hmm. The most common one I hear is that it's the salt mm-hmm. on it, I feel like. <clears throat> They're really good cookies. And it at some like... point, this is probably why Frank, everybody comes up to Frank. Frank's probably just like <laughs> peddling cookies. cookies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, hug. And then just <laughs> yeah, yeah. Drop it in the back. Yeah. <laughs> they, they give me $100 bill. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I, I don't know. I think it's like a combination of like the salt, maybe a lot of butter. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a bake. I don't bake. 
But Frank tries to make them every night. You are lying through your teeth right now. It's like uh, Mr. Deeds. You guys have Mr. <laughs> Deeds. Chris, you ever see that one before? Yeah, with the Adam Sandler. They had, with, with the Frosty, and he's like, I tried to make my own Frosty at home. It just wasn't the same. That's how I feel about <laughs> the cookies. I No one can replicate those things. They they are in Golden One Center lore. Well, you guys and, are you guys are big on the popcorn too, right? Yes. I'm not gonna lie. I've I've lessened my my love for the popcorn. Like it just doesn't hit the same. Me and Frank also have talked. They change it kind of mm-hmm. randomly throughout the season. There was <laughs> we've a big talked. Change. We've yeah, talked about we, this. We, you know, we we've the talked thick, about going the thick public kernels. With it. Yeah, the thick kernels, right, Chris? Mm-hmm. Yep. Honestly, and I, I got comfortable with it, and I was like, you know what? I think I like the thicker kernels. And Two then C's. right as I got comfortable, they switched it back up. And uh, honestly, ever since then, it just hasn't hit the same. So I, <laughs> that's now the day I, they traded Tyrese. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, because listen, the thin the thin pieces of popcorn they break apart when you try to scoop them, right, Chris? And you yeah. just get the get the dust. I call yeah, them the popcorn a- dust. It really is. It's just like very crumbled up popcorn, and you just like end up eating. <laughs> they, like, they have the like popcorn. A vacuum. They have the popcorn in a fucking drawer. Like, yeah, I don't understand really that. Do. I don't. <laughs> I don't get it. Put it in a bowl, man. Just put it in a put it in a big bowl. I don't know why are you putting it in a drawer that sticks with stuck sticky butter every time. It's a tough one. Uh, listeners are gonna have no clue what the hell we're talking about, but try to stick with it. This is peeling back the curtain for you guys, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. These what the picture? There's okay, so there's a lot of pictures on the wall underneath uh-huh. there. Yeah. What's the picture that like stands out to you guys the most? I don't know oh. what it is for me. This is gonna sound weird. The Ariana Grande one that's to the right of oh. the TV. No, it's you're right above the cookies. Funny guy, bro. Listen, listen. <laughs> I didn't, honestly. I haven't already noticed that. it. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Like, no, it's because it's right next to the TV. So usually I'm looking at the TV and then there's just Ariana Grande. I do. Chris, what's yours? I think Ariana Grande is a gorgeous woman. Oh, I'm not going to lie, me, but me like, too, absolutely. that's the one that, and then there's also a Jay-Z one where he's doing mm-hmm. like diamond with his uh, hand yeah. and like, that's a cool one. Like what, what, is there a what? picture that when I talk about pictures down there, the first one that pops into your mind is what? Can I, can I guess yours, Chris? Yeah, for sure. Chance the Rapper. No. Though, I mean, one. yeah, of, of the ones that's not a basketball one, yeah. It's, the, it's for me. It's the Michael Jordan one. I don't know why, but like, well, I guess it's Jordan just one? like the yeah. The only I'm reason it's looking at Ariana Grande. It's Michael Jordan, and like, I mean, he's in the Chicago Red. Like, it's just a very, very much sticks out, and it's also funny because it's like this is a King's locker room. Literally, the only reason this picture is up, like, there's no because Michael Jordan. There's no pictures it. of yeah Magic Johnson, you know, going playing against the Kings or anything like that. So. Um, I mean, obviously Mike's the, Mike's the goat besides DeMar DeRozan, but, um, like if he were <laughs> a King, it would make sense, but, um, it just sticks out to me. I don't know. That's, that's, that's what goes to my head. Also the picture, they have a really old picture of G man. I think that's, like, that's mine. Yeah. With I Reg- didn't even know that was G man until a while. In. Re- <laughs> Reggie Theus and his, Reggie Theus and his tree trunk thighs. In those- <laughs> yes. It's like he's almost like almost like he's not wearing. It's kind of graphic. Down right, above the the right above right the salad. Right above the salad. Right above the salad. Inner thigh. Inner you know. thigh. High shorts. Reggie Frank, you are looking at the wrong part of that picture. How, right how can I mix in my face when I'm trying to get my salad, man? And we love the salad bar. Chris and I, Brendan, I know you don't. Hashtag I don't team salad bar. Talking about. No Gotta comment. Frank, what's your picture? What's the it? tree trunks. That's it. That's the one. It's and G Man okay. also because like, we've been eating with G Man this year, and G Man is honestly yeah. like the coolest guy ever like he's he's ahead of his 
you would not know the man's almost 84, 83 years old. Like it's it's kind of insane that he's yeah. he's quick, he's with it. Um he's still hilarious. sounds great as ever. He's hilarious. He is just honestly the best. It's been nice getting to know him and and uh it's a reminder also not to get mushy because again is how how lucky we are to have the job that we have because we talk with people I've looked up to forever. And G Man definitely was one of those guys. So um seeing him as a young a youngster with with uh tree trunk thighs. R- Reggie Theus. Um, this is the yeah. first time I've ever heard this wording. By the way, it's not like we've like talked about the tree trunk. Yeah, I've never, thighs. I've this never is... once noticed his thighs. If anything, not... I probably would have guessed that they were like skinny, like no. he had skinny legs. Did not skip leg day. Reggie Theus confirmed. Did All not. Right, skip I'll have leg to look day. at it next year. I guess I'm looking at Ariana Grande's legs and I know. Frankie. Meanwhile, Reggie Theus. Yeah. Look, check out his calves, man. <laughs> guy's jacked oh jesus um fair video right. games yes overtime <laughs> segment the bringing this back because i was supposed to keep doing this a while ago and i kind of fell off of it one non-basketball related topic at the end of the episode oh really it overtime this is the one basket non-basketball related topic is this, <laughs> yes yeah not the, the only serial one conversation. the only one no this that is, is basketball related we're in yeah. quadruple overtime we're like the syracuse uh what, what game was syracuse? king's lakers baby king's lakers yeah 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 favorite nba or nba <laughs> non-basketball segment uh favorite video game from your childhood Frank, you mentioned NBA Live 04. Is that mm-hmm. right? Is 04. that what you're going with, or you have something new here? No. I honestly have to say, this is kind of a crazy one, but I played probably more than anything. Crazy Taxi was a game Whoa. I loved. It's crazy Taxi. Game. I was obsessed with it. So I might go with that one, or I'm thinking I'm poke- like Pokemon. I'm a Game Boy. Like we talked about Pokemon last night. Um, probably Pokemon Blue. I, I've I have it still. I play it during COVID. I need to finish it, but um, love Pokemon Blue. I'll uh, say I went older with mine, by the way. Like it, I know I said oh. childhood, but like middle school for me um, is so it's it's older, but it's probably like you know the most hours I put into a game. And cliffhanger, Call of Duty Black Ops Two. Oh. That was my one. It's definitely wow. an older. I know when I pitched it to you guys, like a favorite childhood mm-hmm. game is not typically what you would think of. You would think younger, right? Mm-hmm. But as I thought about it, I'm like, dude, I put so many hours into Black Ops 2. Mm-hmm. Like, just come home from middle school and just, like, had a group of friends that I would play with, which definitely sure. like, kept me going. For sure. But it was, like, that Black Ops 2 and then uh, Modern Warfare 2, I think, were around the same time. Oh, yes, sir. A... Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Y'all yes. were real. You were real gamers, huh? Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, man. Yeah, the mission for the nuke was real, man. Like, <laughs> when you had one of your friends. Never who got was, it. Like, oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, first off, Frank, I got to say, I got to ask, I should say, because yeah. like M- 2Ks and NBA Lives and even Maddens, they're like, uh, it's like gatorade for me where it's like mm-hmm. i don't know what glacier blue or you know whatever i, I was kind of sure. messed it up it's blue like it's not purple like which who is the cover athlete of oh oh four vince raptors vince carter and raptors or not not the nets vince carter raptors no vince it carter. was he was uh nets was jay kidd was on the cover yeah and it, it was uh it was the kings the last great year for them and it was all of them it was it was you know weber bibby christy vladi Brad Miller off the bench. Um, it was a really good team. They were like, I think they were the highest rated team in the game. Mm. Um, 
and it was the year that they went seven games with the Timberwolves that season. Were you but, always a PlayStation guy? I've always, my whole life, I have been. Mm-hmm. It's, my, it's like what your parents buy. I think when you're a kid. I mean, unless you make the the conscious decision to switch when you were when we were coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you just kind of wore whatever your parents bought you. And I was a PlayStation because my parents bought me it. So I'm the same. I never switched. I was an Xbox guy growing up and stuck with. And Chris sounds like he's about to say he switched. I was just a big video game guy. Like, pretty much, like, I didn't have my parents buy me clothes or anything. I was just, like, buy me video games. And so, like, I pretty much, like, I ran the gambit. I had a Nintendo 64 at one point. I had a PlayStation 1. I had a PlayStation 2. Then I bought the Xbox because I wanted uh, Halo was really big. And I was the only way you could play Halo was to, was to get an Xbox. And then I think... I stayed with Xbox the rest of the time. I got the 360. I think I had a PS3 for a couple weeks and then sold it. Uh, I had a PlayStation 4. This is all rambling, but um, <laughs> my favorite game is probably... I, I wasn't going to say a Call of Duty, but Brendan bringing up Call of Duty, like I put a lot of time in NW2, and like that game was very, very fun. Modern Warfare 2. Um, but go I was on Rust right now, Chris. <laughs> quick scopes 360 no scopes <laughs> getting nosked um anyways <laughs> were you a sniper dude no no i, I fucking God. sucked i i honestly like i'm very like average how me and frank were to oh i think we were talking off air about golf but like i can play i'm like i'm right sometimes i'll, I'll be nice i'll drop like a, a 30 and 10 maybe who knows but uh actually i usually die pretty often so more like 30 15 uh <laughs> but sometimes most of the time i'll go like 15 15 you know one for one and uh I'm talking about kill death by the way if that's not clear you know for all kill those who death. obviously yeah kd you know your kd yeah. uh my answer was going to be initially though nfl 2k5 mm. was like an all-timer it was the last football game 2k made uh with like nfl licensing and it was it was just so fun they had like like it was kind of like nba or it had like a street element to it where you had your own house and like trophies and shit like that uh it was the gameplay was really good they had like a first person mode where you can like play through people's helmets uh it was just way oh, ahead this of the year time. mike vick was broken yes well mike vick was broken in a lot of them. Right. those early That's maddens right. like friends used to piss me off every time you play <laughs> mike vick you just run shotgun roll out can't yeah. touch him. What um, was the um, yeah. was it NFL Street? Is that the right name? All those streets were great. NBA yeah. Street was great. I know. I NFL loved Street. NBA Street. Street. Yeah. Was it, are they both the same name? Mm-hmm. NBA yeah. Street and NFL Street. NBA Street. NFL Street. Yeah. NFL yeah. Street was my shit. That's the one where you're like to like and you get to bounce the off the wall. Yeah, yep. <laughs> absolute yep, BS. And while we're mentioning it, NBA Street Volume Two is like. All time. That's oh, probably actually number one. Oh, it's elite. That's it's like elite. probably number one for me. I mean, the because in there even the Kings had. Uh, hey, you can run Peja. You can run. You can run a Peja, Mike Bibby, Chris Weber lineup. I still have it. I have a. I have my PS2 in the laundry room back here. And also we, we, that soundtrack is yes. is goat. Like we, that might be the number one soundtrack of all we, time. Uh, we play Guitar Hero, which I love Guitar Hero too, but. To end mine, uh, MVP, MVP Baseball 2005, for any baseball fans mm-hmm. out there, is the best baseball game of all time. And I loved it. Still love it to this day. It, nothing, nothing was the same. Do you guys uh, have any about- sports games that like you played the sport video game, but you never actually gave a shit about the sport? 
Like I was like FIFA for me. Does for it? sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. I know. Like I know soccer now, like really <laughs> yes. well because I got way too into FIFA. Yeah. <clears throat> no, um, I, I I don't play any. I don't play. I'm not, I played rugby I, game once. It was really fun. I've ne I like football. I don't have a football team. Yeah, Chris. What? They have a rugby oh, video game? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. There used to be a rugby video. What game. country I'm sure they still in? make it? America. <laughs> America. America. No, I, I've never played. I've never played um, Madden. Like I like football. What? And I, I play fantasy. I've never played Madden before, ever. I've I hardly. I, I, mean, I don't really. I don't understand. Anything. It's not fun. It's I don't understand fun. strategy. I don't understand football strategy, and I would yeah. just get my ass kicked. No, games. I'm like. Yo, Coach Madden, what play should I pick yeah. right now? Yeah, I, I know I was, I'm not trying to run it. <laughs> I'd be mashing buttons and whatever. I'll, this looks okay. I mean, but I love 2K. I'm 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 gonna play 2K tonight. I'm gonna play some of the show maybe as well. The show's really um, fun. The show is really fun. I'm gonna have I'm having a good time with that. But I'm in a playoff series. I'm gonna about to try to beat Joker. Jokic. Joker. What's a one last one? What's like a game that people wouldn't expect you to play, but like you guys really enjoyed, or just okay. a random game? So this is like a throwback. A I don't know if anybody's gonna know this game. Uh -huh. um, on the Wii. Oh, I'm Pikmin. shout out Wii. What? Oh, that's a, that's a big it's series. I don't know what it is, but yeah, it just came, they is. just came out with like the third one or whatever for the maybe not just came out, but it's on the Switch now. Um, it, it's like you're shrunk pretty much, super tiny, and it's almost like as if they're supposed to be ants, but you like mm. pull these little. Pikmin out of the earth that have different like elemental things to them. And it's just a very like relaxing, hmm. peaceful game, I guess. Like I, I liked, I did, I played a lot of games. I kind of mm. liked some chill stuff every once in a while. Like I played a yeah. good amount of Minecraft. Ooh, not gonna lie, yes, Minecraft's um, fun. Hey, those who know know like Minecraft is a is a really fun deep game. You can get yeah. real deep into Minecraft. <laughs> So what's your what's your low key one, Chris? Um, oh, Chris, go first. Or Frank, go ahead, Frank. No, do you have one, Chris? I, have, I I don't have one off. Minecraft's a good one. I I really do stick to video or sports games pretty pretty intently. Like that, that's kind of all I play. But was this now? Minecraft or is a pretty past? big one. I I used to play uh, Crash Bandicoot. Used to have a race game. I love that. Was Bandicoot. really really fun for PlayStation One. Uh, that was one of the, oh you know what I got a goat answer actually this isn't even a weird game it's just the goatest game of all time uh, Pokemon Stadium for N64 oh yeah dude oh my yes. god it yes. was insane you could pretty much just battle uh, anybody it's yeah it's just like um, it's like the Pokemon games for then, Game Boy but without the exploring nature of it you just picked your Pokemon that you wanted to battle with. And it was just like Dude, um, so for that. Yeah, uh, you could plug. There was a thing my buddy had where you mini could plug, games too were amazing. You could plug in your your um, Pokemon game into the controller and select what Pokemon you wanted, like with all of its attributes and all of it. It's like ahead of its time. Like you could put your Pokemon, like your level fifty five Snorlax, you could put it in the game and fight someone's like level sixty one Pikachu. Like it was mm. crazy how you could do that back then. Yeah. Um. My game just to end mine is uh, James Bond 007 Agent Under Fire. Oh, my friend, yes, my friend on PS2. My friend and I used to play that. My friend Lewis, shout out my buddy Lewis, um, used to play that for hours. You could play head to head against each other, and um, it's a really popular a, game too. Yeah, yeah. there's like a train station where you had to like protect the the VIP, where to make sure this person got on the train and snipe each other. I don't know. It was great. So 
Goldeneye on the 64. Goldeneye was that's great. The that's the right that everyone, Yeah, I think that's yeah, the yeah. one everyone's like, that's like the one song. of the greatest games ever. And the song, do, 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 do. Oh, yeah, it's like right. the, yeah. the instrumental. Yeah. Yes, yes. I might also mention Wii Sports. Was oh, it's a classic. Yeah. A classic. Also, Not going mean... to lie, I also did Wii Sports Resorts. Oh, yeah. Pretty fun. Pretty fun. <laughs> I was Not, we... Not as guy, fun, but you know? yeah. <laughs> Not as fun as Wii yeah. Sports. Like cool. Now that we like golf, golfing on Wii, on Wii is so fun. We do that sometimes here. Um, Chris, Alex, and his girlfriend will come over sometimes and we'll we'll do well, we golf. Some people are too good at those things, Because <laughs> it's like, it's more just about like knowing like the tricks of it. Muscle and, memory. Uh, so were, were you like a do the Wii you're supposed to of like the idea is like, oh, people get up and get an exercise. Or are you like ass on man. the couch and just swinging? Um, for yeah. golf, you have, to, you have to get up. For bowling, though, when I was yeah. a kid, I would just sit on the couch and do it. But now I get up. It's a part of it. Like we're getting older. So it's like, we'll, yeah. do, we'll play. We'll do, the, we'll do the real thing. We'll play. We'll do it, you know, the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah, I think I would lay down because I played a lot of <laughs> Lay tennis. down. Not the, even the, sit. The, the tennis Oh, the tennis was so dope. Yeah, you could just And when you in. were both people? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Hit the front line. Yeah. And yeah. I just do this the whole time. Like, I swinging like crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. Is <laughs> it perfect? Never actually putting that shit on my wrist like I'm supposed oh, to. Oh, no. Yeah. No. I, Those I did. videos are sad I followed, as fuck. I followed the rules. Like, Hit their screen with their remotes. <laughs> I followed. I I'm a rule follower with that. I don't want to break my t- My dad, my mom and dad would have killed me. Frankie never threw the bowling ball backwards once. No. I'm a I'm a damn good wee bowler. That shit was hilarious. Yeah, they would all like jump and go through wow. a 360. Yeah. I'll have a bowling tournament on Wii. Did you make your Wii? This, we'll, I'll get you guys out of here. <laughs> Did you make your your me look like yourself or just like the stupidest thing you could possibly make? Clearly, I did the latter. Yeah, I feel like I tried to make it look like me, but I just ended up. I feel like I ended up like looking up how to make Spider Man or something like that. <laughs> I remember that was a big wave. Was like you. I'm sure you could still do it now. Was like make your me look like Darth Vader or something. You know. Yeah, mine's pretty accurate. I mean, we 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 touched him up a, a couple months ago, like very recently, because we had people over again to play. <laughs> And uh, mine's gave him a facelift. Looks mine's more like Spider Man. Mine's pretty close. Mine looks, mine looks like me a little bit. He's, he has kind of some bangs though, which I haven't had bangs in like four years. But yeah, okay. No bang, Frank. No. No, I don't. Ever bring I don't, it back? Um, maybe someday. I don't know. I, I grew my hair out during. We, Chris and I both went like our hair. We just we just didn't get haircuts for months. And months. I, just, I didn't like fro. Maybe fro like Chris. two years. Bro, my shit was long. <laughs> Chris had really long hair, yeah, for a minute. You had your Chris's hair. I'd see him in a meeting and go, "Man, his whole, his whole uh, frame <laughs> was taken up by like his hair." I'm like, my "Holy hair. shit!" Yep. Uh, yeah, shout out uh, Muhammad who works for the Kings Media. His hair is his getting pretty pretty damn long too. Muhammad, good guy. Yeah, good guy. I'll miss those guys. I'll miss the Kings Media. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Now, all right. Well, that's that was fun, man. That was a good one. We we did it all. Yeah. Thanks for doing this, fellas. Um, Absolutely. KHDK, Chris Watkins, and Frankie Cardicelli, Return of the Roar podcast. Anything else? That's, <laughs> I'm nope. just making sure. Uh, that's that's no. probably okay. it. That's it. Nope. That's good. Just make check sure. out my SoundCloud. There you go. I don't, I don't have one. No, check out your YouTube channel for how to make a Spider-Man meme. 
Yo, one last thing. <laughs> While, <laughs> we were talking about uh, Wii Sports. Everyone should go watch on YouTube. Like I watched it the other day. People who do Wii Sports speed runs. And there's like <laughs> a whole history. There's a video of like the history of the record setting for Wii Sports. And like you're supposed to do all five events as like fast as possible. Jesus. And people have like found all like the most niche ways to like get through and and it's it's insane dude i like, want a wii so it bad depends right which <laughs> version of the like you had to have gotten like a version that came out in the first six months of wii sports because in baseball like there's an intro that plays in the second verse it's crazy just watch it it's, it's chris insane. has 10 of them if you need one yeah, hit him up that's what, yeah exactly <laughs> 700 dollars if you want to try and set right. the wii sports and if you record. need a cookie hit up frank yes he'll be at the game in the back he, he my dog knows that word so i can't say the c word he'll, he'll get really excited but there you uh, go moses that's mose say goodbye to everybody mose all right he's had all enough right. it's a good try he wants to be fed <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate you guys powering through. This was no way problem. longer than expected. All good. It was a fun Sacramento Kings season. Um, let's mm. say entertaining. We'll switch to entertaining. Um, yeah. And we covered all of it. Myself and all the guys and gals at the Kings Herald. Chris and Frankie at KHDK. Um, and all of us are going to continue to cover this amazing franchise and continue to grind out Wii Sports and Pokemon. And yep. our Minecraft world is on the way. Yep. Everybody stay on the lookout for that server, obviously. Yep. Um, definitely take a look at the King's Herald and all the great work going on there from myself and all the other guys and gals. And take a peek at their Patreon to support local independent King's coverage. And if you enjoyed this episode of the King's Post Podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Hear from us again in the next couple of days.